This episode is brought to you by Seed. Probiotics are most effective when they make it to your colon alive. That's why Seed developed a patented two-in-one capsule that safeguards viability of its DSO-1 daily symbiotic through digestion to deliver the maximum dose to your colon. No refrigeration necessary. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. Good evening, everybody. It is Monday, January 25th, 7.44 p.m. I had a good weekend. I hope you did. It was fun. Got a lot done. Basically, when I say a lot done, I mean nothing. Chopped some firewood. It's been cold here. Um, Got a five for fighting done. Went live. And overall, it was productive. Played a little bit of NHL hockey. Watched the Avs take one in Anaheim and then give one away. It's amazing. Um, The team's just trying to figure themselves out right now. And I think everybody knows that the Avs will be there in the end. But uh, some teams are starting off like they should. And other teams are trying to figure out who they are. And I still think the Avs are trying to figure out considering that they have six new players on their roster. That makes a little bit of a difference, plus two rookies who weren't with them last year. So eight, that's quite a bit. Anyway, we're not here for hockey. What are we here for? Well, this is Don't Unfriend Me. And before we get started tonight, I want to talk to you about something that was pretty interesting that I saw. Remington Otner, I believe is how you say his name. If you look over my uh, shoulder right over there, you'll see a piece of wood that says Don't Unfriend Me on it. It's laser engraved, and I think it's a walnut or a cherry. I don't know. I burned this in my fireplace. But Remington Innovations makes beautiful artwork, laser engraved through wood. They do a lot of other things, too. It looks like they might do vinyl and some other stuff. But check them out, man. This is great. This is lasered, and it's one-eighth burned into the wood and then stained to get the Don't Unfriend Me logo. I thought it was fantastic. And as you know, I support local businesses and I also musicians and anything else. And if you've got something on your show, listen, it's a growing audience and I don't care. I'm not here to make money. I, I want to make sure that we can have a great conversation, but I can also introduce you to some places in some small businesses where maybe we can help them out and our, our population's growing. So dummies, take a look. It's Remington Innovations. You can find it on Facebook. I will have the link in the description section and we'll make sure that uh, we link that to you. So uh, Mr. Remington, thank you so much. I also like Remington weapons. If you can get a blast from the past, I would appreciate that as well. But if not, I will just take what you gave me. And Troy, who is a good friend of mine, thank you so much, Troy, for getting that for me. Just a kind thing. I have the best listeners in the world, and I, I can't thank you enough. You you might notice that there is something different about my mic arm. And I love how Frameworks has decided to put that on this mic, which, or this mic arm, which is extremely expensive. It's the same one that... Uh, Joe Rogan uses. Mine's a little bit more advanced. It's got a little light up here and an extension for my uh, SM7B, but I'm going to cover the frameworks. Unless they're going to pay me, I'm not going to promote them, and we'll put something up there that looks good. If anyone has a solution, please let me know. Um, I'm thinking of a matte sticker that has don'tunfriendme.com on there or something else, but maybe I'll just give frameworks some love and tell them, hey, you better throw me some other cool stuff. But anyway, folks, I wanted to make sure I address some of the changes we've seen. And then other than that, It's going to be a pretty fun night. We're going to talk a little bit about Biden's executive orders in his first couple of days in office and give him a a thumbs up or a thumbs down on his rating. I'm going to try to be fair. Um, We're also going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom in California and some things that they're doing there. And then also Amazon's Jeff Bezos, who is the richest man in the world. And I would love to talk a little bit about that guy. 
and what he is doing and what he just said, which I found interesting. But first, since we are going to talk about the 17 executive orders that he signed, and he signed another nine or 10 today, total, uh, I think is in the 40s now of how many executive orders he signed, Mr. Joe Biden. Let's talk about the transgender ban, which we're going to get into that. So what do Joe Biden and trans people have in common? Republicans want to block their transition. Weekends off is always interesting. I feel like I almost don't get up to speed until Wednesday or so, but alas, we're here anyway, and we're going to get it started. Folks, what is my name and what is my game? My name is Matthew, and you have reached Don't Unfriend Me. What do we do here? Well, we do a bunch of stuff. The first thing that we do is have great conversation. We also talk a little bit about political parties, current events, maybe people in the news, memes that are fun, and we've even talked about twisted tea and the smackdown that happened there. We'll talk just about everything, but here's what we don't do. We do not focus on one side. This show is different than every other is that I don't ride the middle. I call out the hypocrisy on both sides and there's plenty to go around. And I've had people challenge me more often since we're growing and saying, well, how can you be disloyal to president Trump? Well, because I'm not loyal to the president Trump. I'm loyal to my country and I'm loyal to the constitution of the United States. And although I do support Donald Trump, I certainly don't believe that he is perfect or the second coming. And just like Joe Biden, I will challenge Democrats as well. And predominantly when I talk about negatively about Democrats, it's usually about leftists. And when I talk negatively about the right, it's usually about people like QAnon and far right mentalities. If you don't like that, and that's not your particular brand of tea, there are plenty of shows to go around. If it is, then stick around. You're in luck because that's what this show is about. Folks, you can reach me on Facebook right here. Anytime you want, go ahead and give me a like, follow, and share. I think we're at 3,600 now. It's incredible. We're very, very close to 4,000, and that what should happen in the next few days. You can also jump over to YouTube, which is growing steadily, and just search Don't Unfriend Me just like this, or you can put it all one word without the apostrophe. And then lastly, my website, which is don'tunfriendme.com. If you can't remember all those URLs, you can find them all in one location right there. Seems like it's getting uh, difficult to start the show today. So I apologize. There's a lot going on. So I'm going to do one more thing and then we will obviously get into the conversation. Day 84 of the hostage crisis that Facebook will not allow Don't Unfriend Me to advertise unless we consider ourselves a political affiliation, which is completely incorrect. We don't do conspiracy theory here. We don't share things that are factually untrue. We do very little supposition and we do a whole bunch of derision. But in no way, shape or form are we affiliated with any political party. In fact, I'm pretty confident I've got plenty of Republicans and Democrats who hate me equally. And then on that other hand, I think I've got plenty of Republicans and Democrats who actually like me. But we're certainly not a political organization. So can we tell the Facebook Nazis to please let people who talk about current events and social news Have freedom of speech again and let us advertise the good old-fashioned way and buy our followers rather than earn them. Thank you so much. Let's get into the show tonight. And, of course, we said we were going to talk a little bit about lifting the ban. 
The lift of, on statewide bans has been lifted. However, it is now up to the individual county based on the severity of the new cases. Governor Newsom from California, where my sister is from and half of my fr- uh, Facebook friends are from, have all been feeling the squeeze along with small businesses. Although California is one of the largest COVID spreaders in the country and has made up most of its deaths like New York, California has finally seen a decline, but it has nothing to do with the statewide banning and mandate that nobody can leave their house and nobody can go outside and nobody can group up with friends. And although that is not a forced proposition, it certainly is an enforced proposition where you can actually be cited and fined as a business if you do open up or allow people on your patio. And we've seen that several times. It is highly encouraged that you stay home and the rules in California are ridiculous, just like everything in California is ridiculous. I've actually done a show on this before and you can find it right up here in a second on YouTube. It'll blank up and you can click on it as I go into California of what it used to be and what it is today. But why would Governor Newsom lift this ban and leave it up to the counties? Well, that's the thing about Governor Newsom is he doesn't do anything unless it's for himself, as we know, with his $15,000 bar tab when he took out friends and went to go and have a wonderful night on the town at a local eatery. However, told everyone else that they couldn't do the same thing, but did spend $15,000. It must have been one hell of a meal. The point that I'm trying to make is what could it possibly be That had Governor Newsom so focused on the people for once. And I will tell you, it certainly has nothing to do with the recall that's been happening. Frustration over California Governor Gavin Newsom's response to the COVID-19 pandemic is fueling an effort to make him the second governor in the state's history to be recalled from office. Proponents of the recall have raised more than $1.7 million and say they have gathered, gathered $1.2 million of the $1.5 million signatures they need by March 17th to get a recall on the ballot, which under state law would likely happen in the fall. Now, Governor Newsom's favorability rating is up in the 67%. That is because he is absolutely loyal to the blind left and the Democrats and liberals. And predominantly, most of California is made up of thus. However, there is a rising tide in California. As the mass exodus continues, most people are finding that it is very balanced between Democrats and Republicans. And that does not help the Democrat cause in California, which was once a great Republican state. The problem is, is that Gavin Newsom is doing what he always does and saving his proverbial butt from the fire. And he knows that this recall has a very good chance to at least see the ballot even though it may not pass. He's even going so far as to say that it's actually funded by the Proud Boys and other white supremacist groups. But little does he know, just like most liberals and Democrats, is that it's their policies that cause the issue and has nothing to do with his winning personality and wonderful smile. He should be in movies instead of politics. He's quite debonair if he wasn't such an asshole. Sorry for the language, folks. That one slipped out. I didn't mean to. I just had to flee from that state with my passport in hand. Amazon, which is owned by Jeff Bezos, as we know. Now, listen, Jeff Bezos isn't a horrible human being. He very seldom opens his mouth, except when it comes when it, when it came to the election. He provides me a service, and I continue to give him my business. And I have to be honest with you. I have probably given him $100,000 in the last two years in overall furniture, lawnmowers, cameras, electronic devices. Amazon has become the one-stop shop, and honestly, I feel horrible for it and dirty. But I like to get it within 24 hours, and if I don't have to leave my house, I won't. 
I need to give back to the local communities. But what I find is, is with gas prices, putting on a mask and getting shamed if I don't, and going out and paying a tax price for having brick and mortar, I can get it cheaper on Amazon and all I have to do is wait till the next day. Unless it's Christmas when we waited two and a half weeks for some presents. Real good, Jeff. 800,000 people and you can't even get me my, my presents. But this also has to do something with him personally, is that with these 800,000 people who are paid extremely well, somehow they are still finding something to complain about. And this is what happens with this generation, this entitled generation. Amazon, which is owned by Jeff, who also owns the Washington Post, is trying to block mail-in voting for a unionization vote at an Alabama warehouse. Amazon has filed an appeal challenging the decision by the National Labor Relations Board, which is permitting a mail-in vote due to risk of uh, contracting COVID-19 from in-person voting. The Wall Street Journal reported that on Friday. In fact, Bezos said the Washington Post said mail-in election flaws alleged by the president were a flat-out myth, and there was absolutely no fear of any wrongdoing or malfeasance when it came to mail-in voting. However, with these people who are voting for this union, Jeff Bezos is conveniently saying that it could be something other than that. It's not mail fraud. It's the fact that we want everyone to get a vote. And when you force them to stay home, it oppresses the vote. Well, that's not true. We found that with this mail-in election where more people voted than ever before because it was all mail-in. Jeff Bezos is terrified that they will unionize because the problem with unions and major corporations is they can no longer take advantage of the employees. The unions will do that for them. And unions are a waste of time and completely should never, ever exist in this world again. But that's what they're afraid of. They want the power to pay their people whatever they want. They don't want unions. They don't want strikes. They don't want employee rights. They want to tell their employees what to do because it's more cost effective to the bottom line. Otherwise, they'll outsource to China or somewhere else because that's what major corporations do. If you talk to Apple, Comcast, and any other major Fortune 15 I have been a part of, which is three of them, every single one of those companies is terrified of one word, and that word is union. If we were to see a pamphlet on the break table, we immediately called human resources. We would plant people inside the stores to have conversation with employees that would act as an employee to get back to HR. Everything we could do to subvert a union, which is illegal, by the way, was asked of us. I was fortunate that none of my stores over my career even had a breath of the word union in them. But if they did, I certainly would not suppress them because it happens to be illegal. What Jeff Bezos is doing is illegal. However, they can do whatever they want. Unless it's an election for Donald Trump, which is interesting that just a few months later, he's spinning a different tale as the post office isn't capable of keeping up with 8,000 votes. Interesting. They seem to do okay for $150 million, except that 74 of us completely disagree with that. Executive decisions, executive orders, executive bounce check, rubber stamps, scythes, whatever you want to call them, executive orders are designed to do one thing. They are to implement policy that you cannot get through the House and the Senate or destroy policy that has already passed the House and the Senate and therefore 
you would like to go ahead and change, predominantly with a previous president. This is what happened to Barack Obama as all of his policies were swept out from underneath him by Donald Trump. And now Donald Trump's legacy is getting the same result. And this was obviously one of the agreements that Obama had with Biden. In order for me to support you, you must do this. Hire my cabinet back, reinstitute all of my policies and my legacy, which are the Iran nuclear deal, which is transgenders, allowing them in the military, which is also the Paris Accord, the wall defunding, mass immigration, DACA, and I'm surprised he doesn't reinforce gun running. I don't know. It's still early. It's only like day five. Biden signed 17 executive orders on his first day in office, includes controversial actions. The move by Biden comes after repeatedly calling for unity during his inaugural address, inaugural address on Wednesday afternoon. However, it doesn't look like unity when 74 million Americans who wanted the policies that were here and are now gone, and all of them have been taken away. Now, the question is, were any of them good? And I'm going to go through with them with you right now. One of the most controversial executive orders that Biden signed unilaterally eviscerated women's sports. Author and women rights activist Abigail Schreier wrote on Twitter, any educational institution that receives federal funding must admit biologically male athletes to women's teams, women's scholarships, etc. A new glass ceiling was just placed over girls. Every person should be treated with, this is the bill itself, every person should be treated with respect and dignity and should be able to live without fear, no matter who they are or whom they love. Children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they will be denied access to the restroom, the locker room, or school sports. Adults should be able to earn a living and pursue a vacation knowing that they will not be fired, demoted, or mistreated because of whom they go home to or because how they dress does not conform to sex-based stereotypes. People should be able to access health care and secure a roof over their heads without being subjugated to sexual discrimination. All persons should receive equal treatment under the law, no matter their gender, gender, identity, or sexual orientation. Now, I want to be truly clear here, and I want to be careful with what I say because this is important to me. Transgender people are human beings. I don't care if you want to dress like a woman. I don't care if you want to sleep with Marvin Hagler in a dress. Hugh Grant wanted to do that, and he had one of the most beautiful supermodels on the planet. You can make whatever choice you want to be. If you want to be gay, straight, lesbian, queer, transgender, you want to go ahead and sleep with cars and make love to a car, which there are people who actually have that. I think it's autoerotic dysphoria or something to that effect. But the point is, I don't care. I want two things. I don't want to pay for it. And I don't want you to preach it to me that I have to do it. And as long as those two things happen, I I stand by you and I will defend your rights to the death. However, to have males in female sports simply because you suffer from a delusion and a mental issue which is actually called gender dysphoria. And I'm going to walk through it today. And I keep hearing people talk about gender dysphoria. I'm also interested why the liberals always talk about gender dysphoria and defend trans people because there are no such thing as genders, I thought. Or is it that there's 62 of them? I'm not sure. Are we supposed to believe the science or not? And if we don't believe in the science, do we now stop believing in climate change? It doesn't matter. Here's the problem that I have. 
This is gender dysphoria defined. One more thing. Sorry about that. I actually let that slide up and I shouldn't. The thing about also having female in sports is it's an unfair advantage. And when you say men and women are equal, they're not. They should be equal in pay based upon their experience. They should be equal in the house with the right division of work. That is if it's agreed upon between the man and the woman. If the man works 60 hours a week and mom decides to stay home, there should be maybe a little bit difference when it comes to decision-making about who does what on the weekend and who mows the lawn. Whatever that is, it's none of my business again. That happens inside the house. But allowing women to play in men's sports We've already seen that, and I will tell you, we saw the kicker from I don't know what team basically kick a field goal, and the entire world was just so impressed by this kick. Here's my point, is make her a middle linebacker and watch what happens. She'll get killed. There are vast differences between our bodies, and you know what? I've said it before. I don't want to have babies, and I have no desire to learn how. There are differences, and it's okay to say so, but it shouldn't have us judge people and lower who they are from a social integration or a financial pay or with the amount of respect we provide for them. That is sexist, and it's wrong. But to sit here and say that males can enter female sports like wrestling or basketball or bicycling or the 100-yard dash is reverse sexism because that's not equality. And it's not fair. We need to be honest with each other. We need to be open and stop pretending that it's okay for women and men to cross sports and play in anything but intramural games. When it comes to professionals who run four 240s and weigh 240 pounds, I'm sorry, Peggy Sue, who's 130, who runs a 5'2", is going to get killed. The good news about all of this is now Conor McGregor has a place where he can fight. And that's good after what we saw happen to him the other night. Good luck in the women's bracket, Connor. When we look at gender dysphoria, and it's something that is interesting to dive into because I wanted to be careful. Remember that. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I don't want to infuriate people. I'm just talking about science and facts. Is Here is the definition of gender dysphoria a state of unease or generalized dissatisfaction with life. That's dysphoria in a nutshell. When you add gender, it's confusion about whether you're a male or a female. And there are only two genders, folks. We're not going to get into the debate about that you are a trans black lesbian woman from Mars who is a binary code of negative 26 by 3 divided by pi equals zeta kappa delta. I don't care about any of that. You're either a man or you're a woman. And if you want to identify as either, that's fine. Just stop pretending that I have to join in on your psychosis. Gender dysphoria, a marked incongruence between one's experience or expressed gender and primary and or secondary sex characteristics, or in young adolescents, the anticipated secondary sex characteristics. A strong desire to be rid of one's primary and or secondary sex characteristics because of a marked incongruence with one's experienced expressed gender or in young... Oh, my God. I'm not even done yet. There's another four sentences in this paragraph. A strong desire for the primary and or secondary sex characteristics of the, gen- of the other gender. Basically, what it means is you're nuts. That's what it means. It means you have a detachment from what your body and who you are. And that's fine. 
but it is a psychosis. The signs of this, the things that come with gender dysphoria are depression, detachment from reality, self-loathing, despise and, and to focus on self-destructive behavior, alcoholism, sleepless nights, anxiety. These things all come with the standard mental disorder. And it's called dysphoria, folks. I didn't call it that. That's the definition, and that's what comes with it. There is a higher suicide rate with trans people than any other demographic or age or, or race, color, or creed. Why is that? We have to start asking the question, and I didn't say that we, rec- we can't recognize transgenders. What I'm saying is, is that we have to be careful. And why we have to be careful is because we just overturned the disqualifying order that kept transgenders from participating in military service from here on out. Now, I don't care about the $1.8 or $8 million that was actually spent for medicine, for hormonal imbalances, or testosterone, or estrogen. I don't care about that stuff. If we're going to spend $8 million on our soldiers, fine. And I don't care what type of gun you have in between your legs or the lack thereof. You are a veteran and deserve to be treated as such. However, the military is a selective service. And discrimination and anti-defamation and religious persecution, none of those things apply. They get to take whoever they want, and they cannot take you for any reason they want, including some of these things. Obsessive compulsive disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, a history of dissociative conservation, conversion, factitious disorder, uh, despersonalization, hypochondriasis. Somatoform, I don't even know what some of these are, disorders, pain disorder related to psychological factors or disorder, a history of an adjustment disorder with the last six months, reoccurring episodes of adjustment disorder, a history of paraphilias, like voyeurism or exponential. That sounds fun. I think that's completely fine. If you want to be a voyeur, I'm good with that. I might have had a little voyeuristic tendencies when I was younger. I got in the military. Let's wave that one off. I can't even pronounce it, so it's okay. A history of current alcohol and drug abuse or dependence. It's pretty much half of military people, to be honest with you. A history attempt to suicide or suicidal behavior. Those are some of the mental disorders that the military will not allow. And ultimately, when they are diagnosed, most people are sectioned out and they retire. I will tell you one thing. When you are in the military, you have to rely on the person on your left and to your right. And yes, I don't think there's any difference between a transgender person and a regular person, except for mental state. And you may think that it's natural, but let me tell you, it's not to mutilate your genitalia. It's not to rip off your body parts and replace them with something else. That's not normal. And you can say it's normal and you can say because we have to include everybody because it's in the acronym of LBGTQ, RSP, ECT, this is what it means to me, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, me to me, suck to me, suck to me, suck to me. Okay, I get it. But just because you want to include everybody doesn't mean that homosexuality and transgender are the same thing. It's either you're born with it or you're not. And what I've heard about the lesbian and gay community is that it's a chromosome and you're born with it. And I I was born this way, yet we're hearing more and more that it is a choice and that it is a decision that's made in puberty. And now the community is changing that tone to align more with transgender behavior, which is actually identified 
at a certain age through puberty and sometimes because parents are forcing it to their six-year-olds. My son wanted to wear a dress. Does that mean I now have to go ahead and tell him he's a woman? No, I played with strawberry shortcake and my sister dressed me up in a bathing suit, a female bathing suit. Does that make me transgender? It might be because I wear women's underwear now. But the point is, we have to slow down. And when we force people to think that this is normal behavior, bad things can happen. What happens when we say pedophilia is okay, that I was born this way? Well, that's a mental disorder too. Is that okay? Oh no, that's going too far. Well, I think people would say that ripping off your penis or changing your, or, your, 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 your vital parts of your body, which identify you as a male or female from a non-hormonal, chemical, or physical nature internally, that's going too far. Once again, I'm not judging anyone. I am just trying to tell you my opinion. And if I'm in a foxhole with somebody, I don't want somebody who's suffering from mental illness. Under stressful conditions with anxiety, in live fire exercise, in conflict, and engaging with the enemy, that is an unbelievable mental barrage to deal with. And if people are having anxiety about which, if they're a female or a male, I can't imagine with bullets flying over their head, what might make them snap? Mental disorders are a serious thing in the military, and I truly believe if we just cut the brass tacks and stop BSing each other, we'll find the real reason why this needs to stop, and most generals agree, is because of the mental side of this argument and nothing else. The Paris Agreement was and always has been a sham, and it's an expensive sham for Americans, projected to cost 400,000 jobs and an average income loss of more than 20,000 for families of four and 2.5 trillion for the national gross domestic product. The Paris Agreement is an absolute farce. The United States got involved in this, and so did the rest of the world, and places like Russia and China and India, who were the three major culprits for waste Ocean dumping, CO2 production combined, and overall carbon footprint destructed still didn't equal what the United States did from a CO2 perspective. But when it comes to dumping raw materials, materials that are radioactive, harmful to the environment with arsenic and mercury and BPAs and all of these other things, these three countries take the cake. China said, well, we're going to go ahead and cut back by 2030. India said, we're going to continue on our way of moving forward with lowering our emissions, but we're going to climb first. And Russia, got, Russia basically said, we're going to go ahead and sign it, but we're not going to do anything right now until we get an overall percentage of what the rest of the world does, and then we're going to go ahead and come under that. The United States, as always, said, well, we're going to go ahead and tax ourselves this, these many billions of dollars and put ourselves in debt by lowering carbon emissions, and, and not everyone's going to drive an electrical car. If you lower carbon emissions and you stop fossil fuels and combustion engines, the only solution right now is mass transit, which is horribly expensive to build, or electric cars, which honestly do more damage to the environment because those hydrocells and batteries they don't go up in space, folks, and just turn into vaporized air. They go into landfills, and it creates a ton of waste, and it creates a ton of productivity to make the plastics and cut the metal and get the electronics and have a bunch of people down in Africa mill some of the materials that are required for these cars with basically AK-47s to their hand, and when they get tired, they just get shot. I think we need to understand that, yes, 
fossil fuels and combustible engines are not necessarily the best solution. However, when it comes to what we're trying to do and the onus that it puts on the United States of America, it is a blip on the radar. And we don't even know if it is actually sped up by us. Nobody is denying that the, that the climates are changing. Nobody is saying that the, the heat isn't rising, that the ice caps are melting. But isn't that what happens after an ice age? Isn't that what happens after seasons? That normally when you have a giant fireball that's pointing on you almost 12 to 14 hours a day, that eventually those areas will melt. And when that happens, you will have a warming of your climate. I think every scientist agree that's happening, but if we're speeding up or we can stop it, there is a lot of conflict with that. Now, that's the one thing you hear from the left, is that climate change is real, and everyone agrees. That's pretty much true. But what to do about it? That nobody agrees. And there are a ton of different ideas out there, and nobody can settle on one. And the Paris Accord is not the answer. Throwing money at a problem and having half of the world do absolutely nothing it's not the answer. They've also decided to go ahead and shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Well, congratulations. That's one out of, holy, is this John Madden who drew this on the United States? Do you know how many active crude oil and natural gas pipelines there are in the East, also in the Midwest, and now broadening into the West? So you've stopped the pipeline. Congratulations. The Keystone Pipeline costs over 11,000 jobs, although some are seasonal jobs, and I agree with that, and the media is all over that, discrediting the number like it isn't a big deal. They are also forgetting the ancillary benefit this would have to local communities from shipping, exports, and processing, and the long sustainment of financial ease this would create the towns along the pipeline. I understand Native Americans are upset. I get it. You've got a raw deal. You've been thrown in places you shouldn't. You have very, very few things to justify your economic status. Education is poor. Drugs are running rampant through the reservations. I agree with you, and I think the government owes you. I think they owe you beautiful homes and beautiful areas of land in North Dakota, in Montana, in northern Wyoming, or wherever the hell you want. And you deserve it, and they should provide education for free and help the generations of Native Americans who are dying off, because that's what the government wants, is for them to die off. So there, I'm on your side. And I've been on your side since I lived in New Mexico, and I was just mentally slapped by plenty of Native Americans who educated me on my idiot, ignorant, white behavior. Thank you. I checked my white privilege. But what I don't care about is your bullshit claim to a land that you stole from Native Americans for hundreds, if not thousands of years, and murdered fellow tribes that were enemies with you. You gained this land by conflict, and you may have been the first here, but it was not amicable, and it was not peaceful. And for you to say it was is a fallacy. You were conquered. I'm sorry. Get over it. It's over. We should be able to put these pipelines wherever we want. And that is what eminent domain is. And it sucks. And I don't agree with it. And the government can come in and take any piece of land they want if they can justify the cause. They're doing it to my land. And I understand I've got to swallow it. And if I've got to swallow it, you got to swallow it too. If they get to take my land for an underground water well, and they are going to use all the runoff of the water going through my backyard for my home community... There's not much I can do about it because of imminent domain. We can argue and we complain, but to have this happen for one pipeline, do you really believe that the U.S. government is going to uninstall every single pipeline, our entire infrastructure for energy independence, that this actually matters? 
It doesn't because I don't care about the spotted owl. I care about beating Iran, beating Russia, and beating China to the oil game. And we are the largest oil preserve on the planet, and we have now exceeded the Middle East. And we better hold on to that because that is the one thing that guarantees our survival besides an amazing defense and the veterans who stand between us and them. Travel ban and border restrictions lifted. Border wall has stopped and production has stopped on the border wall for the first time in four years. We were finally seeing a detriment or a a, a deterrence in border crossings. We saw a reduction in hydrocodone, fentanyl, narcotics, heroin coming into our country. We finally started seeing, stop seeing a, a lot of violence on the border. And these border towns will tell you that it had an amazing impact on their tourist trade and also keeping people out from taking jobs in these poorer communities. But no, the liberals want as many illegals as they can to come in. And they've obviously made that clear as they lifted all the deportation rules that Donald Trump put in place. And we finally saw lower crimes in these southern border states and the kidnappings of children and the amount of drugs and guns that were coming in. All of that will come back. The World Health Organization withdrawal, kaput. Mass mandate on federal land. Joe Biden put it that there now has to be mass on federal land. However, that evening, the president also warned that there's nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic in the next several months. But when he was in the election, he challenged Donald Trump and said, how dare you? You must do more. I've got a plan. What is your plan? You just said basically that we have to die and that we're going to hit 600,000 and there's nothing you can do about it. Should we impeach him now because he lied to the American people? Because that's what the liberals would do. We also got Dr. Fauci going ahead and announcing policy now. Who the hell decides that we go into the WHO? And if you find this interesting, some of the experiments that Dr. Fauci ran, which I will talk to you about, which were illegal, by the way, made by the Obama administration, had a lot to do with what happened with the coronavirus and the merging of different cells and different viruses that conglomerated into one because of experimenting that was banned and illegal in the United States and all over the country was done in Wuhan. That is a whole nother episode. And I'm going to talk about that and Dr. Fauci, but for him to go ahead and start declaring policy, I didn't elect him. I didn't assign him and he doesn't have a term. Get him the hell off of our decision board. I don't care which government he's working for or which cabinet he's working for. The man is not an elected official. I don't want him making decisions for our government. Biden also signed an executive order that requires executive branch appointees. And this is single-handedly the most important thing that I can talk about. And I hope you, oh, there's the transgender one. Oh, well, this is the most important thing that I can talk about. And nobody has said anything about it. Not one person. I've listened to all the shows, nobody. And this should concern Americans 120%. Biden also signed an executive order that requires executive branch appointees to sign an ethics pledge, barring them from acting in personal interest and requiring them to uphold the independence of the Department of Justice. The order comes as Biden's son, Hunter Biden, is under federal criminal investigation over his business dealings. This executive order gives Joe Biden 100% carte blanche to demand that people who work in the Department of Justice to cease an investigation based upon personal feelings and can assign that blame without jurisprudence, without any proof whatsoever, and can be based completely on supposition and conflict of interest from his own personal beliefs around his son. That should terrify 
everyone. And if we're going to get upset about the Ukraine call and blackmail, if we're going to get upset about supposed Russian collusion and Donald Trump being peed on by prostitutes in Russia, do you think maybe that him having overreaching control over the attorney general where he can dismiss or wash cases away simply because he says they're personal in nature, don't you find that to be impeachable if he executes that order and a conflict of interest? We shall see. But I have a feeling it won't be because nobody's talking about it. And if you've been watching the news, everything that Biden has done has been amazing and has created a wonderful, great America of feel-good feelings. But I will tell you, the 74 million people who were disfranchised and very, very angry are now pissed off as they're watching the government destroy any good that we have made over the last four years. Folks, that is all for my show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. It's a long one, but who would expect it to be any different on a Monday? My name is Matt, and once again, if you have any questions in regards to my show, where to find me, or how to follow me, you can go right here. Do a like, follow, and share it. Appreciate it. When you do, God doesn't kill a puppy. And lastly, we will go out on what we always go out on, which is... The Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. The Veteran Crisis Hotline is there for everyone, not just veterans. Don't let the name fool you. 22 veterans commit suicide a day, and you have the opportunity to reach out and make that phone call for a veteran. If you recognize the signs, please reach out to a veteran. If you can't or don't feel you can, you can reach out to me, and I'll make that phone call with you. And if that still doesn't work, you can go to don'tunfriendme.com. Click on the VCL link, and it will take you to a operator for VCL directly, free of charge. Folks, that is it for my show tonight. Thank you so much. I will see you for episode 90. I hope you have a wonderful day. Remember, these are just my opinions, and I'm sure there's things on here that you didn't like. Give me another chance, or don't. It's up to you. I just ask that you don't unfriend me. Thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me, everybody. I want to recommend Alex from Aleko's Design. He works on all of my video and graphic design, and he is amazing. Please give him a shot. Please head on over to his website at www.alekosdesigns.com. And one more quick thing before we go, folks. Still Point does the music intro for the show. They are listeners. They are fans, and we absolutely love them. Special thanks that amazing song and you can hear citizen soldier at reverbnation.com slash still point